What's up? We're back at it again. They made another one where each week we discuss an often forgotten installment in a franchise and see if you should check it out for yourself. I'm one of your hosts, Corey. I'm eating a Krispy Kreme donut, and with me, I've got Liam. Um, <laughs> in the in the words of Billy, I'm so glad you guys are my friends. Oh, oh. who's that other person eyeing? It's Mitch. Hello. Hi, yeah. Uh, let's stop being delusional about being teenage superheroes. In the words of whom? You never do this. Jason. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're back at it again at the Power Rangers. We're here to talk about Power Rangers. Um, you're going to hear a lot of Krispy Kreme humor, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude, Corey, I got to admit, man, I didn't even say my quote uh, right. It should be thank you for being my friends, but I had abandoned it because I, ha- I had the great idea that when you throw it to me, I was going to say, in the words of the best vine of all time. <laughs> so I, like, scooped you? Too that's, what, that's why I was selfishly terrified. I, I was afraid you were going to scoop me. I could hear I the did. I could hear the glimmer in your voice. I was like, this dude, <laughs> this dude has just thought of the best vine of all time and he's about to get me. And there's nothing I can do because you speak before me, so I was done. But, uh, you know what I love? I say one thing, the first thing on the pod, and Corey's already gunning for me. He's already painted his target. <laughs> I, I have to tell you every week to say who you're quoting. Uh, Liam established a format. Liam established a format. Sure, but that's my format. Why can't Mitch have his own format? Because I hate mystery. I need to know who's talking. Or you hate something else that's... Someone else whose name starts with an M that isn't mystery. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that fucking Fritz Lang movie. Is it Fritz Lang? Corey just likes... (laughs) Corey hates everything that starts with an M. Mangoes, melons. That's why I'm out here pushing P. I don't fuck with M. Mitch. (laughs) (laughs) Mauer Rangers. Mitski. I don't hate Mitski. Fuck you. How could you say that to me? <laughs> now he's gunning for me, Mitch. There you go. I, I no, the, I'm not I put gunning the target for anybody. I just think as somebody who's deep in a Mitski hole that that's a mean thing to say. That's all. You say you're deep in Mitski's hole? Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do this. I didn't, <laughs> you know, that's not what I said. So, Corey, what are we talking about today? Power, I, you know, I, I said it. Come on, bitch, keep up. <laughs> I'm just trying here I am trying to change the subject and uh you know what? This this is the last time I throw you a lifeline, you son of a <laughs> So uh we're here to talk about nothing about holes really. There's really only like what two holes in this movie that are important. Yeah, we're talking about Power Rangers, but you already knew that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um we are talking about Power Rangers. Um I would like to dedicate this episode to to Jeff um, from the Oscar Buzzkills podcast uh, because he is very excited about Power Rangers and he wanted us to talk about Power Rangers. I'd also like to dedicate this episode to Thomas who emailed us a couple uh, months ago get, with a big list of suggestions and um, one of those was this Power Rangers movie from 2017 and you two are literally the only reason uh we're doing it so welcome to power rangers time uh that is not to say that i don't think power rangers is cool hmm. oh pardon me i haven't asked myself the important or- question well, hold on okay. we'll get there hang on yeah. Just, i forgot to ask because yeah, yeah. you know normally this is the time where i would ask you or 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 mitch uh why did you pick this movie but um, this time i don't actually but- give a shit so i'm just gonna tell you about <laughs> what i think 
<laughs> no, I was, I was naturally getting there, so I was gonna say it. Uh, th- okay, I'm not. This is. I feel like we've created a really combative environment. We. This is gonna. Be, this is gonna be a wild episode. Yes. Before like- before we get too deep, didn't they say that there was a caveat that we had to be nice about this movie? Um, I think Jeff's true. Hopes were nice about the movie. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, this is mostly your, what you're taking into consideration is Jeff's feelings. So clearly, More the only the, way uh, the only way we can be nice about this movie is if we're mean to each other the entire way through. So this is yeah, for we you, have Jeff. to direct our we're directing anger elsewhere. Um, Who says we're angry? I'm just well. You said somebody created an environment. You sounded like you were directing that at me. I don't want to take that from you. So, well, you might be angry, but me and Liam are just fighting for our lives. <laughs> Why has this been made like a two versus <laughs> one? Cactus boy, what happened? Well, strength is better than numbers. In numbers, I mean, strength the, 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 is better than numbers. In numbers, I love lifting weights. I fucking hate math. Strength way cooler than numbers. That's what all the Power Rangers are good at. They're it's big. My, uh... They're big, nasty, huge, and they fucking hate arithmetic, algebra, all that shit. It's for nerds. I'm not gonna open my mouth and give them anything. I'm not gonna. I'm you not just gonna did. That's all it takes. I feel like this all went wrong when. We started talking about Mitski. This all went wrong when we decided to do an episode on Power Rangers. I, I don't think. think that's true. I think you guys are uh, what I like to call in the biz conclusion hopping. Is that actually a biz term? That's kind of cool. It's not. Well, yeah. I mean, it could be. We could make it one. Um, I'm down. I mean, it definitely applies for the TMAO biz. Corey, if you're implying for one moment that I'm playing Frogger with my conclusions, I'm disgusted. I think you've been playing uh, Frogger with my heart all through this intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking that as an emo lyric too, Corey. <laughs> Don't go frog in my heart. <laughs> We're poets, what can I say? Um, you know who else are poets? You think about this? Mitski. A fucking Power Rangers. Mm. And also Mitski. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I've been listening to basically nothing but Mitski for the last like week um but i guess we're not here to do a podcast about Mitski, which is unfortunate um but we are here to do a podcast about the powerful rangers so actually i'm gonna try to make make good on the the feelings hurting i did earlier by not consulting with the group and i'm gonna ask a quick question um you, what do you guys? What's up with you? Uh, and uh, what's up with you and Power Rangers? Do you guys have a relationship to the powerful Rangers? Um, do you do you watch them do all the all the cool flips and and stuff? What's up with uh... that? You take it away, Mitch. <laughs> you sounded so confident and so sure. No, not really. Um, I remember like i don't think i owned any power ranger toys as a kid but i remember playing power rangers on the schoolyard where we all just pretended to be power rangers even if our like coats and clothing weren't that color and i remember some kids like being like very upset like beside themselves that they couldn't be the blue power ranger to the point of tears um i just remember the blue one specifically yeah they all wanted to be the blue one for some reason everybody wanted to be the blue one and i'm like okay like i'll be whoever like fuck i don't even like have the toy i don't watch the show i mean christ <laughs> like fuck like <laughs> what's all this about fucking busted my balls you guys are fucking to weaves. cigarettes yeah 
Can um, we play a Stars Born next time? Come on. <laughs> I mean, Christ, I was. I just want to play like Citizen Kane or something. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Um, so no real experience with like the lore. I never owned the toys. Didn't play the games. Nothing. But I didn't I, speak Japanese, so you probably weren't watching like Super Sentai at all. No, none of that. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no experience essentially, other than the fact of like some you know schoolyard hurt feelings that I witnessed. <laughs> Dial M for man. Oh man, I don't want to play Power Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Dial M for make me the fucking blue one, or else. <laughs> uh, Liam, what about you? Did you dial M for anything? That's such a good setup for a joke. So you're just like making me feel so unweighty right now that I just I don't have. Respond to your own joke, Corey. Dial Get M for out there. I think we said that already, didn't we? Did we not? I don't think so. That uh, might have just whatever. been one of the options that ran through your head that you didn't actually it, say. Uh, it's it's the most appropriate thing. So sure. we're good. So, so yeah. the Pretend powerful Rangers. That. Um, not much. I wasn't a I wasn't a Power Rangers kid. I had um the movie Mighty Morphin Power Rangers on VHS tape, and I also think I had a VHS tape that had like maybe like one or two double length episodes of the show on it and for all the power rangers fans listening i would love if someone knows what i'm about to describe because this is a lingering memory i've had in my head for the last uh two decades really and i i don't know uh what it's from besides that i'm pretty certain it's from power rangers i just remember this this like teen girl with brunette hair and there's a scene where she gets like stabbed by like a sharp thing from a flower, uh, kind of like Jumanji style, and that's all I got. So if that happens in in like the Power Rangers movie or like a, a TV show from the '90s or something, let me know. There's a girl; she gets stabbed by like a flower thing. Was it, it Jumanji? It opens up. No, but big Jumanji vibes. Definitely not Jumanji, <laughs> but yes, sort of, very much like that. Um, we've we've found an appropriate use for the word vibes, yeah, and it's only in a relationship to Jumanji. <laughs> Jumanji vibes. I agree to disagree, but uh, I mean, Jumanji I met this, vibes from Power Rangers. I met this girl at the bar the other night. You know, we went home, and I gotta say, big Jumanji vibes on that one, boys. <laughs> she stabbed me with a flower. That's what I knew. She had big Jumanji vibes. Uh, yeah, but that that's really it. Like I and I probably I you know I caught Power Rangers on TV a couple times, but it, it wasn't my thing. It was just one of those things that was so pervasive that you know, you know it. And so I knew it, but I also, I guess I knew enough to know that it wasn't really my thing. So uh, I might have been into yeah. it a bit as a kid, enough to watch it on VHS tape, but did not stick with me. And uh, the V in VHS stands for vibes. That's it. But but I can say right now, actually, that when Power Rangers 2017 came out, I was very close to just going by myself because I thought it was interesting that they were uh, taking another stab at the Power Rangers franchise, that it seemed to be like a serious stab. Uh, in early 2017, I was basically just going to every movie anyway, like by myself. I just really liked going to the movies. So I was very close to going to see Power Rangers. I looked up the show times and everything i don't remember what kept me but uh i was down to see it back then so i'm not power rangers opposed entirely it's just you know never quite got there yeah i think that's fair uh i actually i am actually uh in the process of attempting to look up um how many just how many different power rangers there are and let me tell you 
The answer is a lot of them. Uh, at least 28. So it's kind of a range. Well, a so, power range. Well, you know what Power Rangers is, <laughs> right? Uh, yes, it was like it was like, a Japanese show that was like adapted into America with stock footage, and they like just dubbed lines over it and shit. Well, it wasn't like stock footage. It was essentially my understanding of it is that so there's Super Sentai, which is what the Power Rangers part is from, and Super Sentai is something that's called uh tokusatsu in japan and essentially my understanding of that is like special effects heavy and usually genre stuff so like mech stuff monster stuff like godzilla would count i think and then i don't know if you know what like ultraman is but that would count and then like super sentai falls into that camp I don't mean to cut you off, but does does this discipline lend itself to like animation and like live action too? Uh, I think it's live action specific because okay. it's based on special effects use. I think I'm looking at the Wikipedia now, and it seems like I've mostly been right so far. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Super Sentai uh, was popular, and then it got essentially spun off outside of Japan as power rangers and so all of the fight stuff is from super sentai and then they had to take the stuff that wasn't about fighting and instead of just dubbing it because that probably wouldn't have been very accessible for audiences in like 1990 whatever the fuck year it was um they shot new live action stuff with actors like in the angel grove town and all that shit and then cut it in with the super sentai like in costume fighting stuff and that is mighty morphin power rangers which is the first one and that's how that happened cool it's funny. I say all that. Uh, I don't. I don't have a huge attachment to Power Rangers, though. Um, I definitely watched Power Rangers when I was a kid. One of them. The, the The catch being, I don't know which one it was, because Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a little early for us, because um, it debuted in '93, which is what I'm looking at here. Um, so by the time we were probably just like casually watching TV. Um, in terms of stuff that was happening like as it was airing like even power rangers turbo which is another thing that we were suggested which i believe involves race cars uh wasn't even until like 1997 so we probably would have been like just weirdly in the middle of this deluge of power rangers and for me i think it mostly just exists as like something that i know is prominent and that i find cool i think uh i follow a, a an instagram account that's all just about like tokusatsu stuff and it's like really high resolution scans of images and shit Hmm. and um i like looking at it i think it's cool um but i don't have a huge like attachment to it from like watching it when i was a kid or like i didn't know like i wasn't like stoked as fuck when like they introduced a white ranger or whatever like that that Mm. stuff feels fairly lost on me i forgot about that i yeah i guess i was following enough to know that it's like tommy or something tommy the white rangers i think i think tommy's a green ranger 
I had the impression that you liked it more than you do, or that it meant more. Because I, I've, I know you've made references to it before when we were just like walking around. I, I think we've had a conversation about it before. But. It's not hard to reference Power Rangers. It's like no. one of the biggest things in the world. <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought it was older because of how big it is. Well, um, like Super yeah. Sentai is older mm-hmm. right, than right, Power right. Rangers is. Also, uh, it appears that Tommy is both the Green Ranger and the White Ranger, so we're both right. <laughs> Damn, nice work, Tommy. Taking all the colors from everyone. There's only so many colors, and he's two of them. What a prick. Uh, Are these different Tommies? No, they they appear to be the same Tommy. Yeah, what a prick. He's the first evil ranger who fought and nearly defeated the original Power Rangers while under the control of Rita Repulsa, and then he joins the Power Rangers, which happened in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, as well as Mighty Morphin Alien Rangers, Power Rangers Zeo, Power Rangers Turbo, and Power Rangers Dino Thunder. Power Rangers Dino Thunder feels like the most familiar one to me. That sounds familiar. Yeah. But Again, uh like, just dim dim memories. Yeah. Um but no, I I do think Power Rangers is like cool shit, but I don't know like I don't have like the inside scoop. I don't have a long history here. Um I just think it's kind of neat. Well, kids are still into it. I know that. Like, I visited my nephews who are. Um, yeah, it's probably still on, right? Like, because uh, like, it definitely yeah, a, bunch, didn't stop a bunch in of Japan. different versions. And then also, like, they go up on Netflix. And so I've been hanging out with my nephews. Um, you know, they're like, uh, the middle one is seven years old. And then, and then there's another one much younger. And, and they're still into it. It plays on Netflix. And so I've hung around when Power Rangers is on there. So it's, it's wild how generationally spanning it is because you know you say that we were sort of in this weird middle period being born in 96 97 where uh we might have kind of been missing it um but like also people that are older than us are way into it and people that are younger than us are way into it too because people born in like the mid 80s would have been you know 10 years old or a bit younger when when it first started airing in in north america so it is it is really interesting, and uh, it makes for um, a good reason to put out a big movie all about Power Rangers nowadays. I think. Yeah, it was also like popular enough that the the Power Rangers movie that I did not pick for us to watch, uh, based on our list, is called Turbo, a Power Rangers movie, and that came out in like 1997, and it's like a full, like live action feature spinoff from the TV show that had like the same cast. Like it was like the leap to the big screen for power Rangers. Cause they had done like mighty more for power Rangers, the movie. And then that was successful enough that then they did it again. Um, so like it was definitely a thing. And then I don't think the West got a power Rangers movie like tailor made for it until 2017 power Rangers. Um, this, I feel like, 2017 Power Rangers came out at a time where there was too many other things that looked like it because like Marvel was getting its legs under it pretty well and you were getting like DC superhero movies also and some stuff that skewed more towards kids but both of those things also had kid audiences and then it's just like mm-hmm. here's Power Rangers also you know Stranger I mean? Stranger Things too uh I think there's, well, like, there's, there's some shape. cast overlaps. So. There's cast overlaps too, but also I think there's um, it, it feels very similar. But we can get does, into that. Does it? 
Well, it doesn't have Are like the, sure? it doesn't have the eighties vibe, but you've got you're sort of like ensemble like kid cast of like with dealing with like extraordinary like But that's a lot forces. of things, right? Like, yeah. But I don't know. I think <laughs> I think I I saw shades of it, especially like um some of the sequences like around like the quarry. I don't know. Aesthetically that reminded me of Stranger Things. Yeah. I know what I know what you mean, Mitch. And they're all like coming together uh for a greater purpose despite being separate at the beginning. Yeah. I'm not um, saying you're wrong. I'm just saying like that's just a lot of things. Yeah. Like I I it doesn't read specifically as Stranger Thingsy to me because it reads like a bunch of things. That's fair. Right, but it was it was the same year as Stranger Things, so uh, uh, Stranger Things like... was a, was one year before. I think. Oh, earlier. okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that makes even more sense. So like, yeah, Mitch is saying that like people could have been kind of burnt out on that vibe because they just had it. No, they were they were definitely too. burnt out on the vibe because this movie was had a bunch of potential sequels planned that they didn't make because it. Uh, it essentially bombed. It made back no. more than its budget, but not by much. Um, and they pulled the plug on that. Uh, they were thinking like we could do like a full series of these. Essentially, was the thought, and they, that obviously didn't. Uh, that did not happen. Um, so this one, as we mentioned, it came out in 2017. We can get this stuff out of the way. The cast and crew bits really long, folks. Uh, get comfortable. Uh, but there are some choice. TMAO deep cuts in here that I'm very excited about. <laughs> so, um, uh, this movie is directed by Dean Israelite, who directed a couple episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark from 2019, which we've already talked about, and is a show that we liked. Liam, we both liked that show quite a bit. Yeah, actually. and it also has Stranger Things vibes. It does. So, uh, thanks, yeah, he no, also for sure. he also did a movie called Project Almanac, which will come up multiple times in this crew. Um, and also a Nickelodeon show called The Astronauts. Uh, and then, um, so the screenplay, oh man. So the writing credit is split up into screenplay and story by. So the screenplay is by John Gaddens. Liam, does that name ring a bell? Does I'm not. so excited. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Liam. Oh man, this is awesome. John Gaddens plays the lead guy scott in leprechaun 3 oh yeah you know what when we did the leprechaun 3 episode <laughs> i remember we we talked about how that dude has gone on to be a screenwriter we might have even mentioned in the episode we, we might have been have. like I don't oh remember. hey power rangers 2017 he wrote that yeah wow cool and then also yeah he's gonna be working on aladdin 2 um he also did need for speed kong skull island flight real steel he's got writing credits on those to varying degrees um good for him four different writers have a story by credit they it's two writing duos so like i'm assuming one duo did a pass and then another duo did a pass um we've got matt sazama and burke sharpless which is a pretty cool name uh they they wrote um Liam, we just saw the trailer for this, but they wrote uh, Morbius, that Jared Leto vampire Marvel Venom oh, movie. Right. Is it is it Morbius? I thought it was Mobius. Yeah, it's funny. You know, you're probably thinking of like a Mobius strip. You're probably just thinking of that and probably not that time I said it wrong. That must be it. Yeah. Had to do over again. They also uh, did some work on the reboot of Lost in Space. Um, Is that that thing starring Lloyd the alien? 
what is that? You know, like it was like a cartoon in the you know two thousands. There's like that green alien Lloyd, and he was like lost in space or something. No, I don't know what that is. Someone out there knows what I'm talking um, about. No, Lost in Space, I think, was basically like Swiss Family Robinson in space. And it was like a TV show from like the 70s or something. I'm completely making this up, so I feel like I should check. Is it, wait, is um, it Morbius or Mobius? Stop. <laughs> no, I, th- I think I think Lost in Space was, is like a... Like a well, modern day cartoon, sh- though. Isn't well, it? I mean... Cause no, like, Lost in Space is like a live action reboot on Netflix of like an old show. If it's Morbius, it's a, it's a reference to Forbidden Planet, like the sci-fi from 1950s. No, we're not talking about that anymore. Morbius okay. is a fucking vampire thing from Marvel Comics well, that has something uh, to do with Venom. I'll go and like mute. Why? <laughs> I'm not... I was thinking of I was thinking of Final Space. Final oh, Space. The Owen Rogers show. I guess so. He created it. <laughs> Good, so, good job. Lost in Space was a 1965 sci-fi TV show uh, inspired by the Swiss Family Robinson. So I was actually 100% correct. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. I haven't seen either of those. So that's kind of surprising. No, they've got like a robot. There's no alien man. They've got like a robot. Um, and a fa- they're a family in space. I don't know anything else about it. <laughs> and then they rebooted it and... The only thing I know about the reboot is that Parker Posey is in it. Honestly, I just looked up Lost in Space 1965, and they used the same robot created by Dr. Morbius in the 1956 movie Forbidden Planet. So, I mean, I'm still valid. Wait, there's a Dr. Morbius in Forbidden Planet? Yes, he's played by Walter Pigeon. Dude, I can't believe the layers of influence we've just... Yeah. See, I'm 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 no, onto something. Mitch was on top of it the I, whole no, time. I thought Mitch was giving me shit for saying it wrong. No, I thought he was lying. That's why I was like, okay, we get it. You're doing the Morbius bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's on me. Um, uh, the other two writers who got a crack at this were uh, Michelle and Kieran Mulrooney, who has uh, only other notable writing credit is Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows. I don't know which one that is. It's one of the Robert Downey Jr. That's ones, the second right? one, I think. With uh, oh Christ, what's his name? The guy, who plays, Jr. guy who plays Lane Price as uh, Moriarty, like from Mad Men. He's also in the Terror. What's it, what the hell is his name? <laughs> I don't know. Jared Harris. Jude Law. <laughs> um, is that it? You look that up, and we'll f- we'll figure it out. Uh, Power Rangers yeah, right. was created by uh, Haim Sabin. And then Super Sentai was created by Saburo Yatsude and Shotaro Ishinomori, uh, although they're credited as Toei. And then I also looked up, uh, there's a second person credited with the creation of Power Rangers, but not in the movie. Their name is uh, Shuki Levy. I don't know what, I don't know the specifics of that, but there you go. Um, the movie is edited by Martin Burnfield, who also edited Project Almanac and The Astronauts and some of Are You Afraid of the Dark, which Dean Israelite worked on, but also uh, Piranha 3 D and Hellboy 2019. Good um, candidates for the show. This movie is also edited by Dodie Dorn, whose credit her credits are fucking crazy. Um, Memento, Terminator 2, Matchstick Men, Kingdom of Hemet, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, and Army of the Dead. Nice. Go off. Um, the movie is shot by Matthew J. Lloyd, who also worked on Project Almanac and also the Netflix Daredevil and um, Spider-Man Far From Home, which I think is the second one. 
I don't know. I think yes. it's the second one. I haven't yes, seen them, is. so I have no idea. Is that a 2019 um, movie? Uh, I think so. I've seen it. Yeah, anyway, yes, I'm just gonna say yes. I didn't check. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, the music is by Brian Tyler. Um, I put when I wrote my note here. What I wrote was he's basically the king of sequels. Just pull the list back up. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> I don't know why I wrote that because I wrote this a couple days ago. But I would also like to note that he currently gets credit on like every Universal movie because he did the Universal theme that they're using right now for like the logo for the studio. Oh shit! So he's got like a bajillion trillion credits. Uh, Liam, he also did the music for Scream, the new one. So we just heard his music. Mm-hmm. Um, he did like Fast and Furious nine, eight, seven, maybe also six. Um, he's got 136 credits. There's also the reboot of Charlie's Angels, the reboot of Rambo, um, part of the reboot of Magnum PI, uh, Ready or Not, uh, Expendables 3, Avengers Age of Ultron, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reboot from 2014, Thor the Dark World, Iron Man 3, the Far Cry 3 video game, uh, Final Destination 5, uh alien versus predator requiem um we could talk about this guy a lot we could talk about this guy for the rest of our lives a a good conversation could be had just talking about him top 10 movies of his i'm down yeah honestly i'd be open to that uh oh also uh escape room 2 which i think you were just talking about the other day i just watched it the other night yeah yeah so lots to say about brian tyler including that he's going to be doing the music on apparently they're doing a reboot of Chippendale Rescue Rangers. I didn't know that. Wait, is it directed by the fucking lo- one of the Lonely Island guys? It is. That's weird. That feels weird. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> so there's the cast and crew rundown. Only took like 35 minutes. Um, now we've got the cast. That rundown is also kind of long, but to expedite the process somewhat... I only picked additional credits from like the people that we see the most. Um, so I'll rattle off the second half more quickly, but we've got, um, I meant to look up how to say his first name and I forgot. Dacre Montgomery. Let's go with Dacre. Let's go with that. Sorry if I'm wrong as Jason, who is in stranger things. Um, and also a short film called In Vitro, which I mentioned because Naomi Scott plays Kimberly and she's also in In Vitro. She's also in that reboot of Charlie's Angels and she's in that reboot of Aladdin. So and I also yeah. also got to say, Corey, that uh, Dacre Montgomery is in Better Watch Out. Great scene in that movie. He has. Is he? I don't remember. Oh yeah, he's 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 just How in. How could I forget that? He's just in one scene in person, um, but he steals the show. He's amazing in it. I can't believe I'm forgetting that scene. We watched that together. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Well, no, no Scott's great in Aladdin too in the reboot. Oh, did you see it? I Is did. It good? Yeah. I mean, it's it's like okay. it's not a great movie, but she's good in it. That's cool. Um. RJ Seiler plays Billy. Uh, he's in Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. I believe he is Earl. 
yes, he is, and he's 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 uh, my favorite part of that movie. He's great in it. And when I watched, it, I was like, "Why is this guy not in more stuff? He's amazing." And so I was. Little did you know he was in Power Rangers this whole time? In this, yeah, um, not the not you... the whole time. It was like 2016 when I watched it. So at that point, Power Rangers hadn't saved me. Yeah, he was also in uh, the Harder They Fall, that uh, new Netflix western, uh, and the Scream the TV series. <laughs> There which we go. have to talk about someday. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Becky G plays Trini. Uh, she does voices in a movie called No Malone, which I thought was a funny name, but she's primarily a musician from what I can tell. So she's like a pop star, basically, who's like moonlighting, doing like movie voices and acting, which I think oh, is kind of neat. Man, it would have been awesome if you if you said that she does the music we hear her character listening to. Just like wicked thrash metal. Maybe she That's did. That's her band. I don't know. I haven't heard all of her music. Maybe she does some of that. That would be pretty sick, though. She she um, did the music at the beginning of Funny Games. <laughs> uh, uh, Lynn. Vivaldi. <laughs> yeah, she's Vivaldi. Um, Ludi Lynn plays Zach. Uh, he was in Aquaman and Black Mirror, but perhaps uh, most notably, most recently. Um, in the truly awful Mortal Kombat 2021, although I think he's good in it. He is not the reason that movie is bad by any stretch, but uh, it is. And um, Liam, as you mentioned, you dodged that bullet. So. Apparently, yeah, I was down to see it, but if even you, the Mortal Kombat guy, is down on it and just like not yeah. much to talk about, what am I going to do? One podcast was enough about that movie for me. Yeah. Um. Elizabeth Banks plays Rita Repulsa. She is also in that Charlie's Angels reboot. Uh, she's also in uh, Pitch Perfect movies. She was in Love and Mercy, Magic Mike XXL, the Lego movie. She's getting around. Uh, Love and Brian... Mercy is a like a wonderful movie. Yeah, I mentioned that because a lot of people I know like it. Although I, I haven't seen movie. it yet myself, even though I do, I do like the beach, the beached boys. She's in Zach and Miri make a porno. It's one of my favorite Kevin Smith movies. Too sexual for like for for like for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to talk about that one. You okay. stinky. <laughs> I was hoping that was gonna get a laugh because Mitch said it the other day, and it's like a you know like a. And it brought me to tears for something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Cranston is in this movie. Uh, Rita. Every- everybody knows who brian cranston is uh bill Hader is in this movie also as alpha five everybody also knows who bill Hader is except um, when he's just in voice form and then we all thought it was Patton oswald, Patton oswald. <laughs> <laughs> um if you want to see uh, a movie where you can tell that uh, bill Hader is not Patton oswald uh you can watch it chapter two and if you want to see a tv show where you can tell that he's not Patton oswald you can watch barry <laughs> Corey, you haven't seen it chapter two yet, right? No, I reviewed I gotta, the first one and I guess I was done. <laughs> gotta break it to you. Big Pat and Oswalt vibes in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a foot shorter. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. Um uh David Denman is Jason's dad, Sam. He was in a TV movie reboot of Beverly Hills Cop in 2013. I didn't even know that existed. Dang. Neither did I. That's why I mentioned it. He's in a, a really cool movie called uh, Brightburn from yeah. a few years ago as well. And he's awesome in that movie. He's also, uh, he was on The Office. 
That's I was trying to figure out what I recognized them from, and I think it was that. Um, cool. The 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 latter half of this list, I didn't look up credits for everybody, otherwise we'd be here all day. So uh, we've also got Caroline Cave, uh, and Jolly J, Robert Maloney, uh, Patrick Sabongui, Erica Sarah, Caden Magnuson, Fiona Fu, Sarah Gray, Emily Madison, Wesley McKinnis, Jamie Kalisa. Matt Shively, Gary Chalk, and Lisa Berry. Notably missing from that cast is uh, the man who was, in fact, back at it again at Krispy Kreme. That is a slight. Dude, that could you imagine a... if the, cam- the cameos were Jason David Frank and Amy uh, Jo Johnson from Power Rangers and also the Krispy Kreme Vine guy? That would have been amazing. <laughs> Honestly, huge missed opportunity. You know what? I support this movie being rebooted so Viral long as marketing. we get Krispy Kreme guy in it. Well, Wait, so... You're rebooting specifically this movie because there's still a Krispy Kreme in it. Reboot well, no, any you movie. Can, you can tell you can tell the story <laughs> totally movie. different, but Krispy Kreme has to stay as a plot point. I imagine that was uh, adapted that is, from the original Power Rangers show, right? Krispy Kreme was a big thing in the that 90s. Is Power Rangers everywhere. <laughs> Krispy Kreme couldn't have come out of nowhere. It had to have been a reference to something. It's true. Krispy Kreme was not created in a vacuum. If you yeah. Google why is Krispy Kreme, it autofills as so good. <laughs> Fair enough. Good, you guys ever had Krispy question. Kreme? Why is Krispy Kreme in Power Rangers? Oh, they're like my guilty pleasure. Like if I get one, I eat the whole thing, and then I feel like very ill for like multiple days. And yeah. What What do you do, I mean, Mitch? Do you have to get someone to bring them over for you? Because they're they're not in Canada, right? That's yeah, my understanding. That's, we don't have that. I don't think. I suppose they eat like the Canadian replicant. Oh, I got you. Okay. What is this? Bl- they make Blade Runner donuts? Yes. And then, um, then they send Harrison Ford to shoot um, them. They send Harrison Ford to kill you. Yeah. When you, how do you think they got the holes in them? When uh, me and my friend, uh, we went to New York City with really no plans at all. Um, and really to Krispy Kreme. No money at all. And yes, that was our, our one thing that we said we were definitely going to do. And we just walked around till we found a Krispy Kreme. Surprisingly hard to find in New York City. There's a Dunkin' Donuts on every single corner. But yeah, that's Krispy a Kreme is a bit harder to find. Um, we did find them. Delicious. And... Uh, I have another memory of being at an airport um, at the pickup spot, you know, um, where cars come to pick people up. And uh, I was with the same friend, Brendan, and we we saw uh, a group of women that had like three boxes of Krispy Kremes with them. And we said, yo, can we like pay you for like a Krispy Kreme donut or something? And they wouldn't do it. They said that they had brought them from America for uh, for their friends and they wouldn't. Part That's with them. so funny. Um, I didn't realize Krispy Kreme had this like cult of personality around it. America um, may run on Duncan, but Krispy Kreme is the real jewel in the crown. Yeah, it's true. Also, Liam, I would imagine that if you go to New York, uh, you could probably just they don't have that many Krispy Kremes because you could just get like a like a good local place <laughs> and not instead of Krispy Kreme. But uh, it's Krispy Kreme, Corey. Yeah, it is. I had That's to be a, back at it again. The, the cool local place wasn't in Power Rangers. I'd like to make a quick statement. Um, the 2017 Power Rangers movie heavily plugs product placement of Krispy Kreme, according to the Power Rangers fandom website, to the point that the Zeo crystal is buried under the Angel Grove location of the popular donut shop, and Rita Repulsa is seen indulging by eating a donut in the location. The official Twitter page of Krispy Kreme even meta-references the film's events by saying the Angel Grove location is closed until further notice, which I think is kind of funny. Um, 
as part of a tie-in promo with the Power Rangers movie, Krispy Kreme created Power Rangers themed donuts, which were basically the cream filled chocolate glazed donuts with various colored frosting marks on the top and the shape of the Power Rangers lightning bolt was quote, silver glitter decorative sugar on top. That's these enough donuts, for me, dude. These donuts would be sold in their shops until April 2nd, 2017. Anyway, the funniest sentence I've maybe ever read is, which were basically their cream-filled chocolate-glazed donuts with the various colored frosting marks on top. Like, this person who wrote this article couldn't give a fuck about Krispy Kreme. And they're like, they didn't put in enough effort into this Power Rangers product. They pretty much just dressed it up and passed it off. <laughs> he said, there's a bit of salt in there. Like, oh, that's, so, the lines, yeah. that's so awesome. Dude, I love that this website exists thank you shout out to the ranger wiki thank you um for telling us all about Krispy Kreme so this movie's not primarily about Krispy Kreme but it does play a part so um, <laughs> you can make an argument <laughs> this movie revolves around a Krispy Kreme which is true um so we've got a we've got a group of teens who are you know at various points in their lives of kind of feeling like they're fucking up and don't have direction in their life and uh they all become united together through the power of the power ranger coins and they have to train to become the power rangers to stop reader repulsa from reconstructing goldar who is her big golden winged friend and uh ripping a crystal out of the earth that uh ensures that life remains alive so they have to, you know, get over their differences, get to know each other, learn the power of friendship, and um, become the Power Rangers. And this she- movie is about them doing that and becoming the Power Rangers, and at least temporarily, um, in this franchise permanently, but at least seemingly temporarily defeating Rita Repulsa <laughs> and Goldar. And she's after she's after that gold. Like she's almost like like what if like Russell Oliver was played <laughs> by Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> For anybody who's not from like <laughs> Ontario, look him up. He's, he's dude. A you have to look up the Cash Man. You have to look up the Lone Ranger. You have to look up all this shit. He'll give you cash for your gold. <laughs> I'm the Cash Man. <laughs> so she is Russell Oliver. Hi ho, money away. <laughs> she will rip your fillings literally out of your mouth <laughs> to to build her big beautiful golden boy. Um. <laughs> and uh that's beautiful <laughs> you know to me that's <laughs> that's very cool um so we've powered and we've rangered um and what i would like to do now is uh give the floor over to somebody who isn't me and i would like to i would like to ask liam what he thought about the 2017 iteration of these very powerful rangers i'm dying to know oh my gosh well thank you for this trunk of floor mitch has been sitting in his room sweating like that guy in airplane just like gripping his mic just waiting for somebody to give their opinion about power i didn't realize you were this eager mitch because i am so eager to hear what you think are you telling me i should wait 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 wait, wait, or can i pass the floor to you no no i have an idea i have an idea i have an idea i have an idea I'm going to count down from three. And at the same time, 
you and Mitch are going to say either the word good or the word bad. Is that, do we like this? Sure. Yes. Do we think this is a fun compromise between who has to go first? You can just both go. Okay. Okay. We can do that. But then I want Mitch to be the first person to uh, elaborate. Elaborate. Okay. But Mitch, are you good with this plan? Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, I would rather uh, Liam go first, but I, I can go first. You know, whatever. Remember, no, no, no. But, f- but what I'll do is I'll count down from three and we can just rip that Band-Aid off. Yep. Just say, good or, just say good or bad and then and then somebody take it away. <laughs> Hi-ho, money away. Let's go. Hi-ho, uh, hi we'll money do, away. If you want to do it, Mitch, we'll do it, but I'll go first. No okay, problem. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. So, fellas, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one... Bad. Good. Oh, this is gonna be good. Okay, so um, <laughs> that was me who said good. If anyone couldn't tell, I ended up fucking marking out for this movie, and I I do not I do not have any allegiance to the Power Rangers. Um, I've gone on record on this show saying that like action movies, fantasy movies, not really my thing. Um sci-fi movies not for me but i have possibly gone on the record more times saying that teen movies are my thing inject that into my veins and so i was so happy to connect with these characters as quickly as i did and i was so happy that the movie spent so much time uh just having us hang out with these characters before they like get into their suits and like do like morphing i guess and like fighting and stuff um and that stuff does come and it it comes hard in like the last half hour or so and Mitch, you're, uh, you're a child <laughs> um by that point um i was coming less hard i was less into that part of the movie Fuck. um so i have to say that this movie it it didn't take me all the way and that was a bit of a disappointment just because of how much I truly loved the first half hour of this movie and then there was never never a point where the movie you know entirely let me down and I was totally deflated but eventually it has to do the Power Rangers thing and there's a whole lot of visual effects and there's like Elizabeth Banks doing her villain thing and and being just like this over the top villain and like we're talking about like all these concepts about these jewels and um by 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 the end i sort of felt like i had been shin godzilla if you guys remember my feelings on that episode where it was just like when we were in the boardroom in shin godzilla i was so into it and then when it eventually just became a godzilla movie with you know the military fighting godzilla I was less into it, but I've really got to say that the first hour of this movie got me so stoked. I was excited that this movie was two hours um, after I got through the first 30 minutes because I was like, where is this going to go? I'm, I like all these characters. I want to see how they're going to come together. Um, I want to learn more about them. And so all in all, I quite liked this movie. It did not make me a Power Ranger fan because... Uh, the, I mean, I guess I don't know what Power Rangers is actually all about. If Power Rangers is a whole lot of like teens just hanging out and stuff, maybe I I'd genuinely it. think it is. I know um, like, they, they had like a smoothie place they would hang out at. Sure, yeah. So, so I'm down with that. But, but you know, having to put up, it would have to be some really good teen stuff because I can get teen stuff 
in a lot of other places that don't end up having them fighting in suits. Uh, but for having to watch this movie, um, I was I was very uh, pleased, and um, and I'll leave it at that for now. Mitch, what do you think about that? Are you surprised? Are you uh, I am. excited? I am a bit surprised. I know you have an affinity for like, like teen sort of genre movies, um, but I'm surprised that's your takeaway. And Liam and I, normally we don't message each other at all, and we try and do it as a surprise. We don't talk. We're not friends. No, we're friends. We're friends. <laughs> but, uh, but like when we're, I, I mean, in relation to the show, we try not to show our hand too much before we go on air. I think that's fair to say. Um but this time I kind of made an exception. So I showed my hand quite a bit. So I don't think Liam's terribly surprised. Or we were hoping for like a, a Mary, a Mitchie Poppins Hail Mary, uh, and it never arrived. Hail um, Mary Poppins. Yeah. I, I want to say to the people who recommended this that we cover it that I appreciate the recommendation enormously uh, and your listenership. But I, I can't, I can't. I, my integrity, you know, I, I did not, uh, I did not <laughs> like this movie one bit. In fact, I think it might like fall like to the bottom of the pile for movies I've seen on the show. I couldn't, I couldn't get down wow. with this movie like whatsoever. Um, and in fact, like when I think about it, and I don't want to, I'm showing my hand again, but like when Both we come, when we come to poll, I think it might end in that in that bottom three tier. I, I dislike this movie intensely. Um, I I really hated every minute of this movie, uh, and <laughs> I'm I'm not like like we can get into the reasons why, but I could not get down with it. I didn't think that these characters were particularly fleshed out. I didn't care enough about them. Um, like I I didn't think the the characterizations were very compelling or that they were interesting or that I wanted to spend any time with them. And so for me, that sort of prelude, that buildup, it just seems sort of like a complete waste. Uh, they're doing nothing. And then finally near the end, they give you that fireside scene where I'm like, oh yeah, like this is why you're doing but what you're doing. But that's an hour and nine minutes into the movie. And I had already spent enough time with these people and I did not give a damn. Uh, I thought the action sequence was horrendous i think this movie and it's like an hour and 50 it says it's two um yes i I thought it was i thought it was about 40 minutes too long at least at least that um i think it's it's a, a bloated mess um and I don't like the performances. I especially think Elizabeth Banks is insufferable in this movie. I think that it's one of the worst villain movie like performances I've ever seen. I think that Credence Leonor Gilgore from Troll 2 could do a better job. Um, Absolutely. I think... Absolutely. I think that this movie is, is really not for me. Uh, I can understand why it appeals to certain people. Um, but even for teen movies, this movie seems really, really weak. And you can tell it's written by a lot of people. It it goes and the the way that the characters and the plot develops, it only develops for the sake of convenience. And there's lots of different sort of convenient things. It's like, oh, we're playing in the quarry and... Um, well, this thing is right beneath us and we're jumping off a cliff and like it's, it's crisis after crisis. And it, the way that it's written in such like an economic and structured way, um, or I don't want to say economic, but it's written in such a way 
of like convenience and connections of convenience. There's no mystery. This movie tells you everything and shows you everything and it kills its mystery. Um, it's not compelling to me in any way. I uh, We can get into like the particularities because I have long notes and they're angry notes. Um, but I'm going to leave it at that and ask uh, what Corey thought. Mitch is in here like, I only watch movies that don't pass the Bechtel test. <laughs> That's not true. You've been talking to know. Cameron. <laughs> Maybe. All I know is this movie does and you didn't like it. I wanted to get this joke in a podcast so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um so uh tiebreaker then, huh? Um for the podcast's formal stance on uh Power Rangers. Yes or no? Um, Good or bad? Do you have the the same constraints? Can somebody count down for me, please? Okay, I will. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Good. I fucking knew it. Yeah. And look, I'm yeah. as surprised as anybody. I I am not surprised. <laughs> I'm not no, surprised no, no. in the least. No, no, no. No, no, no. Hold on. I was not excited to watch this movie at all. Um, Neither was I. In fact, I said it last episode. Yeah. Um, I I picked this because people wanted it. Yeah. Uh I did not pick this because I had a personal affinity to anything. And to be honest with you, I was kind of loathing it. Um based on like what i assumed it would end up being like but there's just something about it man that i like a lot um i i think that this movie is is very tonally confused um and i i think that's i like that i think it plays into the movie's favor because it makes it feel unique and kind of weird um, I really like this core group of actors that we have here. Um, I agree with Liam that I like the amount of time that they spend sort of, you know, fleshing that out between e- each of them. Um, I would like to push back on the assertion that it needed to be 40 minutes shorter because much to my surprise, um, I actually kind of like that the movie drags it out a little bit more and they don't get the suits right away and there's like Do you think that a... it's too long like at all? Um I mean maybe a little bit. My conclusions are similar to Liam's. Um I it loses me when it's fighting at the end. Um and I could have stood mm. for that to be shorter. Um but it's not a payoff, <laughs> that's for sure. I don't feel like it's super overstaying it's welcome in like an egregious way. Um it's got some unique stylistic choices. Like there's some cool shots in it. Um, like POV bike riding, I think is interesting. The camera spins a lot. I thought that was fun. Um, I I wish this movie was more colorful. Everything is so fucking muted. And that's like just a, a symptom of when it came out. Movies are still too muted. Um, that kind of bothers me. Um, that, that's a big complaint just visually mm-hmm. uh but i think elizabeth banks is is great it's it's really? camp is it's camp as fuck oh. she knows exactly what she's doing uh it's ridiculous and i had a lot of fun with that um i i think i i think that there's a lot to like here i will agree with liam i was marking out 
for this movie. Um, it has a laser sword like Skylines. I think uh, Skylines is Skylines is great. Like this is night and day. Yeah, no, I'm just saying they both have a laser sword. We talked about him recently. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I have to live my truth, Mitch. No, and that's that's fine. I t- I totally respect your opinion, and I totally understand why people like this. But this is not the movie for me. I don't Can think we... a lot of people did because it did it got uh s- summarily canceled. Well, I understand why like why some of our listeners might like, and I can, I see that there's like I can see the appeal uh, or why people might like it. Um, we painstakingly took the time to sort of lay out the cast. How do we feel about the cast? I mean, like, or the rather the casting, because I think that this movie suffers from like Disney syndrome, where you have like a bunch of people who are pushing on like thirty or mid twenties, like unconvincingly playing teenagers, and the writing also reflects uh, somebody who hasn't been a teenager for a while. Like, they don't. It doesn't really feel authentic in that way. I don't think Power Rangers ever felt authentic in that way, though. That's fair. That's and that's not to give it excuses, but it's just like it is what it is. But this, right? this movie is reaching to be like a like a teenage movie, like it's reaching to be like a a bit like a Stranger Things or something else. And I I just I cannot be convinced that these people are teenagers. It's like I don't super know. Perhaps that doesn't matter to some people, but I just I just couldn't get. I couldn't buy into the fact that these people have teenage problems or or that they I don't know. I could. I could I could. Um, I, I certainly couldn't care about it, but that's the writing's fault. Yeah, um I I don't think I'm going to be able to sell you or anything. No, no, um, it's all right. But I liked it. I I found um uh, I found uh, Dacre Montgomery very very charming. Like he doesn't really have the the energy that I feel like a lot of um teen like teenager aimed or kid aimed like superhero origins have. Where he's like he seems like he's kind like he's he's very kind hearted as we learn. But like the way they introduce him is like the shittiest. Like he seems like a an asshole. Like he's like you've kidnapped a cow, and you're like running from the law and crashing cars and breaking into shit. You just seem like a you just seem like a dick. Um, but you know, um, the heart of gold reveal is in there, and I, I like the way that he interacts with everybody and sort of reluctantly takes on a, like a leadership position because he's he's been basically routinely whiffing it this entire time i think as you go down the order of like prominence of each power ranger though they do gradually become more and more underwritten mm-hmm. um like especially like, especially like when you like like zach for example like his mom is sick and he's crazy like, yeah like that's, Z- that's zach, and trini, zach and trini are the worst i will say this movie has the funniest queer character reveal that i think maybe any movie has ever had which is they're giving this passionate speech around a fire about like having to be the kid who never an hour fits in and, and, nine and, moves from, and moves from school to school halfway through the movie it is that like life is hard and she doesn't get along with her family and she doesn't understand why they can't you know like meet her where she is and let her be the person that she is but the way that they get to that point is by somebody saying boyfriend troubles and then there's a beat and then they go girlfriend troubles <laughs> and i was like i i i liked that they were introducing that character but that's like the fucking dumbest way to do that 
I really liked it, man. I thought... (laughs) (laughs) I I liked the rest of what she was saying, but I thought the way it was just like, boyfriend troubles? Girlfriend troubles? Like, it sounded like an infomercial. (laughs) But they're not like... they don't. (laughs) Has this ever happened to you? (laughs) They don't really do a lot with her her character or like, or that reveal. Like, I, I... I no, she just needed to be sad. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like but the, I, I they're don't building know. staircases I, that go nowhere. <laughs> um, MC Escher is the most powerful Power Ranger. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> no, I <laughs> thanks. <laughs> um, I I still liked it though, and I like everybody's. I like everybody. I I will say too. I like uh, I like Ludi Lin a lot, even though his whole character is I love my mom and I'm crazy. <laughs> I love my mom and I'm crazy and I'm like an adrenaline junkie guy. Yeah. Um, he should be in more stuff that's good. Uh, because I like this, but Mortal Kombat's terrible. Um, but no, like, Liam, what about you? Because you're you know I know you liked it also, like performances wise. I know we like I talked about Dacre Montgomery. They just kind of petered off, but like I think everybody is kind of showing up. I think uh, Kimberly and Billy are both great, but we do need to have a conversation about billy i recognize that we are maybe not the best people to have it but we should have it mm-hmm. i kind of broached that yeah um but i'll let liam do like a more general thing first before we do i really liked the the main um group the casting there i agree with mitch that they don't feel like teenagers uh neither in the the ages that the the characters just like seem the seem to be the act the age that the actors seem to be um they uh teenage teenagehood teenage um teenage teenage teenager dumb teenager dumb it's it's such a brief window in time that like it, it you know it kind of makes sense that so many movies don't get to do that and there's like child labor laws and all that stuff but but even actual teenagers like a lot of times if you're you know once you've hit like 17 or so sometimes even 16 you just don't have uh that teenage quality that people often associate with like coming of age um Mm -hmm. and so it's it's hard to to get someone in that window and so uh I'm, I'm, you know, we're all pretty used to seeing actors of this age play teenage characters. And then I also agree with Mitch that the the way they're written, they don't feel like real teenagers to me um, in a lot of the dialogue. I actually think in s- sometimes that it, it does manage to come out like I think that boyfriend troubles uh, or boyfriend problems uh, pause girlfriend was problems troubles i i thought that that actually like seemed like something that w- w- might uh might occur i thought that felt pretty natural um and there there are some other lines i can point to as we go on but but by and large i do think that they don't quite uh feel like real people um let alone re- like real teenagers just because a lot of the lines are just written to, to serve a purpose to tell you about the character um as opposed <laughs> tell, to tell don't show exactly well, yeah. yeah. just both yeah yeah um <laughs> has no no subtlety but i i guess i just like love um the the idea of like <laughs> of uh of being a teenager and um i 
I've watched like a, a, enough terrible uh, slasher films that cast 30 year olds as teenagers and give them a couple lines of dialogue before they're killed that I guess I'm like fine tuned to be able to really try to relate to someone in a small amount of time just based on a single character trait. And this movie does that and then i think it also does give them a fair amount of extra time um in order for me to to grow close to them and so i i then i agree with Corey uh with like what, what he said about our main character there uh jason played by uh Dacre montgomery i really like that he is actually a nice dude that is just uh um going through a patch of you know he tried to do this prank where he brought a, a, a cow into the school and then he's driving away in his car to get away from security and gets in a car crash wrecks his dad's car like I, I, I actually totally buy that and then I also buy that he's he's not just a, a dumb jock dude I, I love the scenes at the beginning where he stands up for Billy um, to a yeah, bully and, really then, and then I love the scene after that where Billy is coming up to him and saying hey we should hang out sometime and um, Jason says to him you know I can't because I've got this house arrest thing but uh, I would otherwise and like it that's not exactly what he says but that's the, the general sentiment and i believed him when he said it it wasn't like you know i oh man i would but i've got this thing i gotta do sorry it was like i i i genuinely felt that this dude uh would hang out with this guy and would like give him the time of day and is not um just operating on uh the the archetype that like you're a jock and you don't hang out with a, a nerdy character and i think that um other characters get those shades as well i really like the billy character and and all of his characterization and and some of the depth there that he has with his family and and struggling to fit in um but also being very confident in his abilities um and i do agree with you guys that as we go down the the cast member list of the power rangers it, it does become a bit harder to to feel like they're anything more than um just just a single character trait um like I, I like the general theme that every one of them sort of has a thing that is making things tough for them right now in sort of a breakfast club sort of way which is what that the campfire scene reminded me of where in the i mean doesn't somebody club, describe them as weirdos and criminals at one point anyway isn't that Maybe. like a direct Breakfast Club reference? Maybe. I, I might have missed it. Um, hmm. But uh, I, do, I do like that they all have those traits. I think it works thematically. Um, and uh, I agree with Mitch that I did not like Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I will say no. that. To, to, to flesh out the casting thing, as I said, I like Jason's dad. I really like that actor. Um, but yes, Elizabeth Banks, I, I'm okay with the camp and the over-the-topness, but I totally agree with Mitch that I would rather have the lady from Troll 2 in that role because I just think that Elizabeth Banks does not have the charisma, at least that appeals yeah. to me like i i wasn't feeling it at all i could i just i couldn't connect with her i uh, i couldn't even though like she's playing this character so explicitly i couldn't feel the yeah, character she's chewing the fucking yeah. scene it, and it I, just I like felt elizabeth like elizabeth banks. banks to me in like other like teen movies i think she's really excellent in like the hunger games like she plays effie trinket in those movies to you know give another sort of adjacent 
teen movie. And uh, she's like excellent in those movies. Not another adjacent teen movie. Yeah. <laughs> is one of those movies they made in like I'm the gonna, early 2010s. I'm going to say one more thing, um, sort of like negative about the characterizations. And I'm going to let you guys talk more about what you like. But... Um, I sort of theorized in my notes when I when I watched this that like the reason why during the fight scene that none of them are masked is that like they don't really make you care or like signify like who's who throughout the movie enough. So like in the final fight scene we see their faces because like we don't really know these characters or like who they are or like what kind of power ranger they are enough. So if we mask them, you just wouldn't know who's who because they're all I mean, sort of I, flat. I mean, I think, I think you would because they were all given a color. They're given a you color, but they're given a color, color, but they're given a color. But you're going to be like, oh yeah, like I know, like Dacre's the red one, and the further down you go, you're not going to know who's fucking who because the the movie takes a lot of time, but it doesn't spend that time like in any way. Like I don't know. I don't know if I agree totally, but oh, that's 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 life. That's life. That's life. One thing I do want to talk about, we addressed it earlier. Um, uh, Billy is an autistic character being played by an actor that is not autistic. Um, yeah. But what I would like to point out is that that character and the reveal of that got a ton of positive reaction when it happened in 2017. It did. A I thought. Huge, I a thought. Huge amount. I thought it was beautiful, and I loved his character. Um, yeah, I actually I, I, I liked him a lot, and I was glad to not have the movie like trip over itself with that. Mm-hmm. And I've I've been skimming articles, and you know, one of the things is just sort of acknowledging how the movie frames that as as a benefit, not a detriment. Like it's something that makes Billy who he is and is is valuable. Mm-hmm. It's a valuable part of his personhood rather than, um, you know, something he has to overcome to be good at being a Power Ranger. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great. I agree completely with Liam. And I think that he, his performance is super endearing. Like, I love Billy. I it think is Billy's very great. Charismatic he's, the, he's the most likable dude there. Yeah. Um, and I, I, think I, is, I, yeah, I, agree. I think he's a highlight. I really think he's great. I think he's he's got a, like a charismatic performance and it got a lot of praise but it's it's like it's it's interesting because like there's there's always like an ongoing debate about like non-autistic people playing autistic characters like DiCaprio and Gilbert Grape like gets like a lot of like retrospective like flack for that performance. Um, yeah. And I think like a lot of people in the autistic community like said that that um or a lot of autistic people said that like um rj Sauer did a great job in this movie and that they that they like really appreciated like and had a character that they could identify with yeah and he, and he and he listened a lot when he did it and he gave an honest portrayal um so i i i, I still know, think I'm not the, one to the condemn, baseline but, preference is yeah i would say like if you can get i would actor, rather it be an like a somebody on the spectrum right yeah, we're not speaking for anybody else because what I was going to say that I kind of impressed me was that like oh the reaction from folks that are autistic was very positive. Yeah, and that's the difference maker, right? Like I agree. Yeah, as long as people being portrayed feel like they're being portrayed fairly, uh-huh. and I think he's great. I think he's one of the best parts of the movie. I wonder like if opinion will like like sway retrospectively though. It's possible because I like, say 
Did did this movie yeah. leave enough of a cultural impact for that to happen? No, I don't happen? think so. I don't Probably think so. Not. I think this one's gonna be. I think it already died a swift death, um, and it's sort of got a cult. I'm sorry. Right? I'm reading here that this movie, and this is fucking crazy if it's true. Um, this movie may have also been. Is this true? Oh, the the link doesn't work. Um, this article claims that Power Rangers was also the first movie to have a like gay superhero like in a big blockbuster when all of those were happening i and that's fucking crazy i don't know enough about superheroes to to weigh in on that but like if that's true and it was 2017 that's fucking ridiculous (laughs) that's fucking crazy that's a long Um, time coming if that's the if that's the yeah for both like i don't want to pit them against each other but like jesus fucking christ like what are we doing Mm -hmm. um anyway uh yeah, I think I think just quick I'll get my complaint out too. I think some of the movie just looks kind of bland. Like the sci-fi elements inside the ship are very like this is science fiction. I but think the I editing the, is poor too. I guess the big wall is kind of neat. It's a neat idea. He's got a big big wall face. <laughs> Brian Cranston cashing in the check doing audio work. <laughs> yeah. No, they put him in a bunch of fucking alien makeup at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, and it's really hilarious, like hearing him speak like the the gibberish, like blah 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 blah. Yeah, I love, honestly, I love. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they committed to that. Like, first of all, when it op- the movie opens, I was like, dude, I love that we are in the Cenozoic era. Like, the Power Rangers are aliens from dinosaur times. Like, that's fucking hilarious. But I love that this movie was so all in on itself that it's like yeah we're gonna do it they're in alien suits they're speaking a made-up language they're crawling in mud and dirt and shit like like we're here this is fucking power rangers like i thought that was great i loved that i loved that this movie was like we're committing to exactly this um the the beginning of the movie had me concerned just just for myself i don't think it was it was poor in execution for what, or anything, like your own safety but it you know, just for my enjoyment um <laughs> starting off with a big a big like uh, what would you call that you know text on the screen that says planet earth cenozoic era in like sci-fi text which is what they stick to for basically all the subtitles and then we've just got like this alien war scene and these like these jewels and and characters are changing into other gooey looking characters there there weren't gooey gooey would actually be pretty pretty cool but it was like sciencey characters and it was just like it's it was just so thick on like the sci-fi fantasy action stuff right and so i was like uh-oh this is gonna this is gonna be a lot of the stuff that i'm not that into and then when we get uh, a quick like uh it was sort of like a match on action to uh to um, yeah, the, the high the, school the, the with the door, cow yeah, yeah the I door and then, and then we're in a high school of 2001. land. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Um, and then we were in high school land. Then I quickly became situated. And I realized that this movie was sort of doing the horror movie thing, where a horror movie will start with a, a cold open that has a, a killer killing someone. And then you go to the characters you're going to spend the movie with until they're able to 
come face to face with the killer. And so I knew right from the beginning that I was like, oh man, once they get to the Power Rangers stuff again, I will probably be less interested. But by the hour mark, I was just like, I've enjoyed this so much. They don't even need to put on the Power Rangers suit and do Power Rangers stuff. Like I wish this, I wish this wasn't going to go where it goes. And then it does. And because it, <laughs> it has to, it has to. And so um, I was sort of thankful that the movie was as long as it was because I was like, well, at least I got an hour with these guys instead of like the, the half an hour that, that another movie might give. Um, uh, so yeah. Yeah. So I, I was worried with the opening and then I liked the, the high school stuff. Yeah. And I, I do want to say uh, two, two things I really like stylistically or visually in the beginning is the POV biking shots. Um, I think there's no, there's I loved that as well. Like a it, but, of jump cuts. Yeah. And also, yeah. um, when the car accident happens and it's like interior of the vehicle 360 spins yeah i, I picked out those same like, two those shots, shots are fucking awesome um, like the fir- they're just unique like movies that look like that aren't doing those shots yeah yeah they're, they're very they're blocked in a very boring way and people stand around they fucking talk like yeah, it was it was very cool. The first time I ever saw a shot like that um, was in the 2010 movie Let Me In, which is a remake of Let the Right One In. And that movie has a car crash and it is shot from inside the car in the back seat as the car is spinning. And I loved it then. And I think like it's just it's one of those things that it, it kind of doesn't get old. And this movie also uh, adds a bit of extra flavor to it because before the crash happens, the camera is in the back seat and it's like swiveling around looking at the you know the area as as um jason is speeding away and it just adds to the sort of disorientation and like oh something is probably going to go wrong and this dude in his head right now he's probably like going a mile a minute and is having trouble focusing and stuff and so i just thought it was it was a really really nice touch but but also like man he just swerved off the road a little bit and then he took it hard you guys you got to wear seatbelts, everyone uh, and i think yeah he, did he was seat going belt, too fast but it's just, just wild that a car crash can happen like that right but I, i'm with you Corey. Yeah. i love that did you pick out those scenes at all mitch and were you into them <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> i mean like i i picked out like these like cosmetic like aspects and i was like oh like I guess like kind of interesting, but I was just, I think you know, so. he doesn't care because he said cosmetic instead of visual. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, I think that there might be like a few like incidents of like things that are visually interesting, but broadly, like I don't like the way this movie looks. I don't like the way that it's edited. I think that the action sequence at the end is like really bad. Um, I think we all agree that the action sequence at the end is the worst part. Uh, I'd say it's the worst part uh, in like a movie that's like not not great. Um, yeah, we yeah. know. <laughs> no, I mean it's just like it's like the uh, the moldy cherry on a on a oh my god not great Sunday. You know? No, I know, I know what you mean. That's exactly. I was going to say the same thing when when. Uh, those exact words court no i was i couldn't think of a good metaphor but like obviously mitch wasn't into the movie anyway so the fight scene would just be like shit on top of shit yeah it's not like (laughs) i think when you have your action sequence at the end of a movie especially a movie that's made you wait patiently uh and there is no payoff i think it's 
it's just not good for the viewer, right? It's, There's not no payoff. She gets slapped into space and freezes. Yeah, I mean, you could call that a payoff, but I mean, like, you have to suffer uh, through. <laughs> That's it's only suffering if you felt like you were suffering, though. But I want to hear about right? how Mitch felt he was suffering, though. No, I I know, but like, all he just all he just keeps saying is like, it was the agony of my life. It was like being crucified, but like Jesus Christ. Was. Okay, okay, okay. So I'll <laughs> I'll illustrate why I didn't think the action sequence was great. Um. I think the problem lies largely within the editing. And I think editing is like one of the most important things for making legible, engaging action. Um, And in the case of this action, you've got an ensemble sort of cast of people fighting evil together. And the audio editing is everyone just shouting like, yeah, 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 wahoo. And the visual editing (laughs) is just going to each and every single person as they make this input of yeah, 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 wahoo. And so the whole sort of effect is kind of like, watching somebody like take two action figures and kind of slam them together like unintelligibly and make like it has that effect of like playing with like action figures like aggressively in like an unintelligible way um that like the 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 action is not i think like well constructed or well spaced and it's very very long and bloated with sort of different phases that i'm supposed to care about but it's it's a mess. You tell me you don't care about the Megazord? No. <laughs> I was, and in fact, Liam told me at the end of the movie that there was something at the end credits, like after the credits, and I was, I wrote to him, I'm going to pr- forget that I heard Is you there? say that. Yeah. I clicked to the end of the credits and I didn't he, see He it. told me that there was something and I was like, I'm going to forget you said that. And yeah, it's not at the very end. It's, it's after like the uh, the cast credits, you know that oh, I fucked up. I clicked I clicked to the end end because I thought that's where they went. Yeah, so I mean, I'm being like hyperbolic and I'm I'm being like verbose and being like, oh, it was like the Stations of the Cross, but um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's just it's not for me, man. Like, it's not for me. Um, I also had that feeling with the fight at the end that it was the action figure thing. And I've said that about other action movies on this podcast. So like, it's sort of, it's sort of just, uh, um, maybe a bias I have, or at least my, my sensibilities skew me that way when it comes to a whole lot of visual effects and, um, all that stuff going on at once. But I actually found that the, the saving grace of those segments and what made it, I'm not going to say worth it because I I agree with you, Mitch, that I would like this movie to be shorter once it was all said and done. Um, I think that that if we had like cut out some of that action stuff uh, mm-hmm. at the end, I, I would have been happier. It did sort of feel like once I knew we were in the fighting zone and this was going to happen for like the next 20 minutes or half an hour or whatever, I was sort of I, I was I was ready to go at that point. But mm-hmm. there were a few lines in there that that served as a very uh subtle payoff for me but a very satisfying payoff and and the one that i teased at the beginning of the episode honestly really got me and and sort of made me emotional was was when they're in the middle of this fight and and billy says and and you're right he doesn't have the helmet on which i I think um in this specific 
instance actually made this this part hit more and maybe that's what they were going for just because they're talking so much that they want the the characters to come through in that way and if they had the helmets on the entire time it might feel a bit cheesy because that's mm. how i remember power rangers feeling they would have the helmets on and the voices would so obviously be dubbed over the fighting as they're communicating with each other and as a kid i even thought it was just ridiculous but um this feels a bit more grounded when billy says to the other dudes he says uh thank you for being my friends as they're in the middle of this fight and that was a huge payoff for me i thought that a line like that made all that character stuff and then leading into this big fight like made it entirely worth it and i thought it was just so amazing that we're seeing this kid who was uh um in detention and like just focused on his pencils but he didn't have a friend in fact he had a dude bullying him and then he got that that uh um that moment where jason stands up for him and he and he so quickly wanted to hang out with him you know Mm -hmm. because that's what life should be and uh for that all to lead to him getting superpowers which they which he was like so excited about and now they get to use it for good and then he gets to be with his friends at the time he says thank you for being my friends he says that and at that point i'm like i'm down for a sequel i'm down to see these people be friends more and like learn more about these characters and something like that was enough for me see like that's that's like interesting because like we have like different different takeaways and i totally see like the like the sincere and honest like sentiment there and i totally see like how like his particular character and his like honest portrayal and and like i could see how that would like resonate with like a whole bunch of people and that's that's like a like a a genuine sincere moment but like for me like i i think i think i was just like too i i didn't really care about any of the characters really and i i just like didn't i think by that point i had already checked out honestly and maybe i need to maybe i need to watch this movie again i probably won't but i don't think that'll do it i um just not to like interrupt but i think the thing is that like the 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 tension point that we're running into with like differences of interpretation is like to get to the point where liam is like you have to pay the price of admission and like get through the threshold Mm mm-hmm uh, of the movie and it sounds like you didn't get there right like you no. like you're 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 rejecting it at the premise so you can't get to like the rest of it and i don't mean like literally the premise of the movie but i mean like the way the movie is is the thing that like if you're not there then you can't get the the payoff of later mm. i mean so who knows like, I, I watched it in the middle of the afternoon when i had like important stuff to do and i watched it instead so <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> who needs them you're you're, uh, you're right though i mean um but you you did get to see a very funny visual of two people running up a rock wall yeah so that's that what reminded me of twilight I, I wrote down oh, that yeah. it reminded me it does twilight might be better but uh yeah. I'm, i have not seen the movie malignant but i saw a gif of the movie malignant and it reminded me of that for some reason mm-hmm. um also i would like to quickly just say i wrote a note here that just says i'm zach power ranger and welcome to jackass this is jumping across caverns yeah no i <laughs> i do feel bad about my sort of like knee-jerk reaction with the whole like bechdel test remark because i was like that's a politically incorrect performance and i don't think that that's true because i mean like he gets a lot of praise and it's and it's honest and it's sincere and it's heartfelt and he that's connects. the other guy that's he, billy that's billy yeah and he connects with people and and you know we talked about like the the 
the whole idea of, of, of casting and stuff. And, you know, like he, I think that he does give like one of the most like sincere performances and also charismatic performances in the movie. And I told that to Liam, uh, like when we were watching it, I was like, yeah, like he's like, RJ has got it going on in, in this. Like I thought that he was by far, um, like the, the funniest and the nicest and whether or not people have issue with that casting is, is, is up to, for their interpretation, not mine. Yeah. But I will say, I love how, uh, I love how vengefully terrible these high schoolers are. Like everyone else at this high school just seems like a, it just seems like a psycho, just like that bully and those other cheerleaders. Who, like, yeah, we're, we're, just stabbing cut up pictures in the walls and shit. We're cutting like, you out literally and then they yeah, cut the like photo that's, for it. It's, that's crazy that's no crazy. one has that's ever done that in real life. that's the, damn and that's <laughs> damn, out of power rangers you just posted cringe that's like, no but like here's the thing the movie doesn't mean for that to feel real so i love it like i honestly don't think the movie is going like who hasn't been in this situation where your friend group calls you to the bathroom on the weekend and they cut you out of a photo and stab it into the wall like I just don't think that they're doing that in earnest. It's like a heightened example heightened. of that high school thing. And that's why I like it. It's it's campy and weird and kind of dumb. No, I'm, I mean, and, I'm not looking for realism in a Power Rangers movie. But um, it, it I don't know. I just like cringed. Yeah, I thought that I thought it was reaction. funny. I thought it was I thought that was fun. Um, I will say. Uh, um. Alpha Five's pretty fucking annoying. <laughs> Is that the Bill the Patton robot Oswald man. hater? Yeah, Bill Patton Oswald yeah. hater. Yeah, I could just. What is he providing? I don't know. You know, I'm I'm kind of not that into not it. Not much. I I think that honestly, like Hater and Cranston, like aren't really bringing that much here. And I think like Cranston's not bad. He's not bad. He's I think he's cashing the check. But there's there's that one like obligatory sort of scene in every sort of like teenage action flick where it's like if you cannot morph you are not a real power ranger go home and hang your head in shame think about what you did think Um, about what you are not qualified to be a hero until you meet adversity from the bad guy and then you come back like it's just it's yeah but also obvious and it's it's and then meanwhile they've got they've got the robot They've got the robot saying, literally, I wrote this down because I couldn't, it was so stupid. He wrote, he says at one point, different colors, different kids, different colored kids. I was like, yeah, wow. I was confused. I was confused by that. Was that it's, like a, like a diversity thing? I think yeah, that's what so he's saying. Absolutely. Or it, it could just be because they're Power Rangers. Well, no, different colors know. is the coins. Different kids is there's five of them. Different colored kids is absolutely a comment on how the group is intentionally diverse. It is it is right. intentionally diverse, and I mean, like, I I don't really have an issue with that, right? Like, I don't have an issue with that. I just think the line is stupid. Um, another thing that I think yeah. is uh stupid, but in a good way, is um that montage of Rita threatening everybody, and they're like standing in the street, and there's a bunch of like people turning to dust, and everybody's screaming. Yeah, like, that, a horror that, movie. that dream sequence I thought, is I thought that horrible. was awesome. I thought that was awesome. Really, <laughs> I had fun. It's fun. Uh. I'm, like I, I watched it and I was like, this is hilarious. I'm having the time of my life. Um, and then she like is straight up ripping the golden teeth out of people's heads and like Russell Oliver. killing people, like and eating eating jewels. And I'm like, damn, Rita, fucking go off. <laughs> like, yeah, I will say she's that- fucking crazy. The it, the performance is wild. This character's wild. I was having a good I was having a good time. 
yeah. with Rita. Rita going into like the to like the jewelry, the jewelry. store. <laughs> that was awesome. It feels like me ordering at a McDonald's like after I've had like seven after cocktails. You're like, you're like, like zooted. Just... <laughs> 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 Rita Repulsa uh, zooted walking into a jewelry store. Uh, that's me. Um, Do you have any? I'm imagining pulling up to a McDonald's and just going gold. <laughs> <laughs> the golden arches. Um, <laughs> Um, uh, uh, lady, man. I like the sound of lady. Yeah, it's like Christ. I, like I can, I consider <sighs> that being my opening line. Mitch. She's an alien. She doesn't know what ladies are. But no. I love that this movie has like the contrast between Rita Repulse's fucked up shit, and then a mom who trusts her daughter so little that she keeps piss cups on hand for unscheduled drug testing. Yeah. Like the range of things this movie is dealing with is, to me, it, it, it her performance feels a lot like it's sort of like she just like stole like Jared Leto's like Joker performance without like reading the press. I didn't see that movie, so I, I can't I can't comment on that. It's got the same. It's got the same like overblown like physicality. I think yeah, it's fun though. I didn't have any fun with it. I on the subjective man like don't let me don't let me rain on your parade. I was um I just really, wish you did have fun. I wish I did too. Um I was really disappointed that they did away with the makeup that was all over her face uh when she first um I think she's becoming more human looking to fit in. Yeah, yeah, it like they they did explain it story-wise, but I just think um visually, cosmetically. I no, think, she looked cool. I think it it looked way cooler and like it just it did some of the work for her, which ju- just made her like an intimidating but also like interesting character. In fact, in that jewelry store scene when she still has the makeup on, I didn't realize it was Elizabeth Banks until the end of the scene. I think she said a line a certain way, and I kind of heard her voice in it, and then I could see her, mm. and then and then you know it becomes obvious because uh, her face becomes more visible, um, and then I eventually realized that I, I wasn't liking her performance but i really loved that makeup and i also loved the practical effect when um jason's dad uh is working on his ship you know uh doing the the oh, fish like the or corpse. the crab catching or whatever yeah and they get the corpse i thought that looked so cool i yeah i, that I was, was like some shit from prometheus that. deadliest catch yeah, the deadliest, deadliest catch, catch turns by evil. Scott. It was amazing. So yeah. I loved that effect, um, and I, I think that those are examples of really cool practical effects in this movie. But I think the visual effects, um, a lot of them also just don't look that good. Like when they're jumping over the canyon and and discovering that they have powers. I I liked the scene in terms of the character interplay and learning that they. Um, uh, have been changed in some way, but I thought the jumping looked even worse than it did in the uh, 2002 Spider-Man movie when when Peter Parker is jumping. It doesn't over look the amazing. Building. It doesn't look great. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look great. And I think um, I, didn't, I didn't like the music during that scene where it's like, "Watch me!" Like, <laughs> yeah, this movie's got <laughs> yeah, a lot I of. I this movie's got a shocking amount of needle drops in it. Too. It does. We've got Kanye in the fight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Um, what do we think of uh, Jason jumping into the water by just like 
like planking, like just going like completely stiff. Like I, I didn't catch that. Oh yeah, like everybody jumps off in a different way, but he just jumps off like a fucking wooden plank, and it made me laugh. <laughs> he Brock Lesnar's it. Like I, I pictured he was like two yeah. seconds away from T posing, and that would have made me laugh a lot harder. But... Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> thinking. I'll... I'm thinking. Oh, go ahead. Is it, what do you got, Mitch? Is it something new, or is well, it about the? No, it's it's about like like. Is it about T posing? It's about like what I would cut. Or okay, how about change about, about yeah. the opening? Yeah, you said forty minutes. I'll I'll yeah, say what I'm about to could. say, and then you do your thing because mine is mm-hmm. just related to what Corey just yeah. said. Um, I also really liked when we get um. Oh, I'm I'm forgetting her name. Shows how much character work uh I was really invested in the one who uh, was the cyber bullier. Is that Kimberly? Kimberly. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. When when uh Jason finds Kimberly in the dark woods, um, and she just like does this amazing backwards dive off uh off this cliff into the water. Um the visual effect there is also quite poor, but that was an example of I think, Corey, what you got at earlier, which I love, when you said that it like this is sort of heightened reality, heightened uh yeah, uh, teenage so. stuff. Um, you know, this isn't directly, this isn't related to being a teenager, but uh, she does this amazing dive into this water. I would imagine she's been there. Also, Twilight esque. Yeah, like how are you going to know that water <laughs> isn't going to kill you? Um, and so, like, it's it's just ridiculous. But that was that's one of those things that I I'm going to remember about this movie and kind of love. Where I'm just like, this is the movie where this woman is just this, this girl, this teenage girl is just hanging out by herself diving into the water at night and uh um and besides the fact that it's like ridiculous and like campy um i also very much just relate to this idea that all these teens like have a place that they get away to same thing um with uh i guess that would be um trini um she she goes out and like listens to her metal music and dances at the mine i very much relate to that and so i i like that she just goes out and dives by herself and then the fact that it's like just this amazing uh death defying dive is is really cool too mitch i would love to hear the locale is very convenient too because yes uh, no yeah they're all just hanging out of the same place convenience you know okay 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 we gotta draw the line somewhere you can't say setting up a town where these things can happen is the definition of storytelling by convenience. The town isn't real. No, and there's also there's like, also there's like a, a cosmic there's the cosmic source that could potentially be drawing them right. There, so like it's not, it's about, not yeah, I know. like you can't just be like I'm just I'm sniping. <laughs> I'm from making the gallery, up reasons Corey. why this sucks. Oh, yeah, no, you're I'm pulling not making fucking them up. targets. Um, <laughs> honestly, because okay, so what I would cut, Boris Karloff, get down. <laughs> He doesn't though. He's a he's a hero in that movie. Um, yeah. So so many movies that like deal with like like teenage powers. There's always like that sort of like like moody like oh my god like second puberty phase. I have powers and it's like puberty too. Puberty too. We By have Mitski. <laughs> <laughs> so like god damn it um there's all these um like awkward sort of scenes like where it's like we have powers and we are discovering that we have powers and look at all these cool ways that we have powers and it's like i just pulled the thing off my drawer i just put a hole in the sink i just did this i just did that i can run really fast i can like 
and, and, and for I most, I thought they did that pretty quickly. I, like, think, I, don't, I don't think, think they... it's brisk at all. I think I think that like the entire, <laughs> I think that the entire like, like like forty five minutes, like first like forty five minutes of the movie, is 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 centered a lot on like on like this kind of discovery but the the it's like whoa it's like some five minutes of it they don't even get there till like 20 minutes it, in it is but it's like it's well they do but i'm well for sure 20 minutes but like but there is like a good segment in there where it's like whoa like things are not like normal and we are like discovering and i think it i think it outstays its welcome um i and and in many ways, like these, like sort of vignettes are not done in a way that furthers the story. In some ways, oh, the characters. In some ways, they are. Like for example, with like the RJ character and like that growing sense of confidence with like these newfound powers. But I think like so much of it is just like we are running, we are cool, we are teens with powers. Look at us, we're discovering stuff. And uh, there's like all these sort of like weird scenes that are thrown in, like the scenes where her parents are like where were you all day like you've got that's your... the character building you're complaining isn't there but, <laughs> but it's it's, it's late it's late and it's and it's forced and it's like well i mean <laughs> like you can't i don't know what you wanted this movie to do i want like... my cake and i want to eat it too no um <laughs> like is it like if it's character building it's it's not like it's not great it seems like an afterthought it's like it's like why are we here like you've you've done like it seems just to only like answer that question where it's like, I wonder what their, their parents are probably thinking. Like, holy shit, these kids have been out. Like it, it, it but they, they don't do you think that they this. had set up that she had been like that before and that it was a source of tension in her life previously that is now becoming an issue on top of the whole power ranger part. That's I, pretty, I like guess that, I'm just saying that's what it is. Like, I don't, think they were just contriving a reason for her parents to be mad because she's a power ranger like you don't have to like it but it's there it's there i don't know i i and then and then you know it's like save our parents at the end i don't know i only really wanted them to save the krispy kreme um do we okay okay can i can i do a countdown again of a three two one good or bad i'm gonna ask a question and then count down um are you gonna answer too uh yeah sure okay um so do we like that elizabeth banks as rita repulsa eats a donut at the krispy kreme <laughs> three two one good good <laughs> i love that we i love that our answers to that question are do we like that she eats a donut good bad <laughs> It's good. No, no, yes or no's here. Doesn't deserve um, it. Yeah, Mitch. You Mitch, you, Mitch I'm you, just being a dick at this point. <laughs> Mitch, you talk about the donut, and also just uh, talk, if you oh, have I'd any, love to. if you have thoughts just about the Krispy Kreme in general, because it's in there for sure. It's We're memeing, hilarious. but it's in there. So talk about that stuff. The Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme, and yeah, then oh, actually, know, the I have a good note. I have a good note it's about just, Krispy it's just Kreme. Product, it's just product. It's just product though, placement. Like, that's all. But yeah. I wrote. I don't know how much there is. To uh, say. At one point, I wrote, I "If I was say. a Power Ranger, I would eat nothing but Krispy Kremes." <laughs> my no- my notes near the end just say, "Krispy Kreme is very important," and then the quote, "We got to go to Krispy Kreme, Jason." What? Not for donuts? And I'm like, "Fucking fuck yeah!" Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the the more we talk about this, the more I just I'm coming to realize that like. And I already kind of knew this that that just like teen movies are not are not 
really my thing. And I don't this think is just they, not. This will never be your. This thing. will never be my thing, and like that's okay. Like, and like I'm having like an an a visceral reaction to it, and that's okay. And uh, you know, I mean, it's we've just all not been my here. Thing, you know, it's we've all been thing. here on they made another one, and we can, we've all done this. We can like we can say like it's not contrived. It feels contrived. It is contrived. But like at the end of the day, you know, it's you like it or you don't. And I I just didn't buy into it. And I've never really okay. liked like teen movies. I was a I was a pretentious teen, you know. Yeah, you, you were too you busy watching like a, Citizen Kane. Do you have like even like a top three or top five teen movies, Mitch? Are there any that do hit for you? Uh, oh yeah, um, like I love like Super Bad. Uh, love it. I love. I mean, it, it like depends too, like, like the era as well. Can um, I ask a quick question? Yeah, go ahead. An important question. In what way are teen movies like Superbad and teen movies like Power Rangers attempting to accomplish the same goals? They're not. They're not. But he's asking about teen movies generally, right? Like, if you want like teen action movies, right, I can what go I, for But them. what I mean is, like, I think the categorization is unhelpful if the answers could be two things that are that broad. I agree, but because I, I think the things that you're not liking are specific to certain kinds of movies. It's a genre for sure. Um, but I like just to give examples of like of movies that I guess would fit closer to this genre and I, I gave it before but i thought that like the hunger games movies were are like miles ahead of this um other teen movies i'm trying to think because it's would have been a while what about like um breakfast club Super oh yeah like breakfast the club the goonies i again the goonies knows how to have a good payoff with your action sequence at the end um and to and I think it does a much better job at like creating like goals and and characterizations. But I mean, you know, that's it's like it's not really it's not a fair comparison. I think right. even even so, um, cool, yeah. Um, I will just say on the topic of the Krispy Kreme, I loved the Krispy Kreme thing, and I loved it because um, there's a there's a quote from Jerry Seinfeld where he was I think he was asked about why in one of the episodes is uh, I think it's Kramer but it might be Jerry one of them is eating Junior Mints while they watch a surgery happen and uh, and one of the Junior it's Mints Kramer. yeah one of the Junior Mints falls into the the body and. Um, and I think someone asked Seinfeld, they said, like, why is it Junior Mints? Why couldn't it have just been, you know, they're just eating a chocolate or something in, in general? And and Jerry says that it's just funnier when you, like, relate to it and, like, you know, it's a Junior Mint is just funnier than a chocolate. And that totally applies for me here. Just the fact that it's Krispy Kreme and they're just, like, saying it and, like, you get to see the logo and it's just a ridiculous, like, Krispy Kreme is just, like, such a funny name. And so I love that. Like there's like again at the Power Rangers. Krispy Kreme is like the center of the universe, and uh, um, Krispy Kreme is special. And I just think that's one of those things where like the the stars just aligned. Because I think if it were Dunkin' Donuts, I think there there's a good chance I would have liked it less, and I would have been like, okay, this is so obviously a marketing ploy. But for some reason, Krispy Kreme is just like. Funny. It just and, works. and maybe it's the work that the best vine of all time did in, in implanting the Krispy Kreme in my head. But uh, I, I I did like the Krispy Kreme in that regard. It didn't it didn't just I didn't feel like cynical and disillusioned about it. It, it was funny. It's forced marketing, but I mean it's a product we can all get behind. 
Look, if a yeah, movie yeah. wants to at least have fun with its product placement, I'm there. And you can't reasonably tell me that um the the writers and director didn't know that it was hilarious to make Krispy Kreme the center of the action climax and about saving the world. Like everybody's on the same page. Like I think that's I'm all for it. Yeah, I, I think I think product placement can be really good, like for both parties, and and can be a cool thing. I am way more distracted in movies when I see, you know, a, a, like a, a Coke that just says cola on it, or uh, chips that just says chips. That's like true. I, I love seeing actual brands, um, and it just it makes me feel like I'm really there. Like Kevin Smith, his movie Clerks, um, in the the convenience store that he shot at you'll just see a bunch of actual products and um that's an indie movie made for a really small amount of money this isn't product placement but it's just those things are in the movie because uh that's just like what you would see in a convenience store and he just went with it and so uh crispy cream like why not a crispy cream like it could have 50 percent chance it could have been buried there or it would have been buried under like a random donut place so it just happened to be crispy cream is what i consider yeah, if it weren't Krispy Kreme, if they didn't have, if it was just around a random donut shop, would the sequence, uh, <laughs> would there be any redeeming quality to the sequence? Aside, <laughs> yeah, actually, aside, from, no. aside from that tender moment that we talked about. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't, I don't think so, Mitch. In fact, uh, it might be the Krispy Kreme that's gluing this movie together for me. <laughs> this whole movie is glued together with Krispy Kreme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I I think that is that is a good point. Like the the action sequence at the end, I didn't find a whole lot of value except for those few moments, Krispy Kreme mm-hmm. and a couple of the lines of dialogue. So yeah. so Chris, in, in this case, product placement did help them out, and I think mm-hmm. it's smart of them that they that they did it that way. Sure. And uh, I don't know what comes first. Like if the script is written first, they have to find a location, and they had to find someone that's willing to partner with them, or if Krispy Kreme came to them. Like I know. In Steven Spielberg's movie um, E.T., I say that as if no one's ever heard of that movie, but in the movie E.T. Sorry, what? Um, <laughs> yeah. They, what they does had... that stand for? Does it have anything to do with donuts at all? <laughs> it stands for... Edible, re- edible, edible treat. Edible, it's, right? That's right, yeah. It stands for Reese's Pieces because in that movie, um, they, there's a, a trail of Reese's Pieces that E.T. puts on the ground and they had originally gone to a bunch of other uh, candy places like M&M. They didn't want to do it and they might have even gone to like Milk Duds or something. I don't know, but M&M's for sure. Hmm. And M&M's didn't want to do it and Reese's Pieces was was the, the brand that was willing to do it. And then Reese's Pieces became iconic and also it really helped the movie's uh, Americana uh, like suburban setting um and giving it uh grounding in the real world and so sometimes product placement works out can i break everybody's heart real fast are we talking about like mars and the shortcomings that have been unearthed lately <laughs> no we're talking about ebay.ca um i just went and i searched uh power rangers Krispy cream because i wanted to see if we could live the adventure and uh, if anybody had maybe frozen some of those Power Rangers donuts. Um, and it appears that there are zero results on eBay for Power Rangers Krispy Kreme. Not even a sign, like an advertisement. Not anything. But 
the first result Heartbreak. is for a Krispy Kreme branded pair of uh, Nike basketball shoes from Kyrie Irving that are $400. And you can also buy buy one, get one punch cards or Krispy Kreme chocolate iced with cream filling donuts, 12 donuts, one dozen. I could spend $33 plus. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Keep that. I could spend $33 plus $18 shipping right now and order a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts to my house <laughs> off <Hey>. of eBay. <laughs> well, if we split that three and ways. We could, we could live the dream of eating Krispy Kreme donuts that the wiki told us are essentially the Power Rangers donuts. That's true. Basically the same thing. I won't be basically there. Basically the same. <laughs> Mitch won't be you won't there. be there? <laughs> Dude, despite the fact that you know Mitch I- loves crushing the Krispy Kreme ripoffs, he'll be like, this reminds me of the Power Rangers movie. I can't do it. Damn, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just being a dick at this point. I mean, it's not for me, and I'm just... Yeah, Dude, there's not even rock. any import charges. Hmm. It's a deal. Seventeen. Wait, hold on. 17 people have bought this? They must have a lot of them. I guess. I just can't believe other people are doing What we it. should do is we should find the Canadian sort of replicant, like I said earlier, and we should like compare them side by side, and we should see. Um, do you guys want to drive to Montreal? Yeah, they are in Quebec. I'm down. Montreal is known for its donuts, too. And it's Apparently okay, in so Scarborough can I, as well. Can, can I make a petition? Yeah. We have to set some kind of benchmark. And if we get there, we will we have a portable podcasting setup now. We do. I have a bunch of equipment. We all have the stuff we need. We could go to Montreal together with podcasting equipment and document going to Krispy Kreme. We could just do that. We could be back at it again. At the Krispy Kreme, we will figure out some kind of goal to set. I'd be down. And we will set up a a plan. We will put a plan into motion. And if if listeners get us to a certain whatever. We're making a plan to make a plan. We'll go to Krispy Kreme. Stay tuned for our Krispy Kreme plan. Uh. Is this a good place to end our Power Rangers discussion with the power of the potential of uh, purveying some uh, pastries at Krispy Kreme? I had to think of more words in, in Montreal, in which is a great Cause city. I'm, I mean, because yeah. I'm pushing P. Um, it is a great city. I love it there. I would love to go get some Power Rangers donuts. What if we brought our own colored icing and maybe kind of you know Power Rangers them up? Somewhere? I'd say that's sacrilege, and I wouldn't want to go anymore. I don't think that's true. I don't think you mean that. You don't care about the power. Fuck Rangers. around and find out. Back at it again. <laughs> in the Krispy Kreme. Uh, so anyway, oh man, that's a really fun idea. Oh man, whose pick is it next? It's mine, incidentally. Yeah, I know. Very, very. Uh, it worked out well. So, Mitch, you uh, you can decide our fate, however you would wish. Um. So like. I'm at a I'm at a toss up right with like Gator Bait to Cajun Justice. Mm. Is that, that what it's called? 
Yeah, amazing. Title. I missed that whole discussion. Yeah, so, so I don't know I, I anything watched, about that. I at watched all. the first one on, on Shutter, and it was like, it was like an interesting movie. And like, there's a lot of like really like fuck shit in that movie. Um, a lot of it's an exploitation, it's really like, an exploitation film. Um, and then they remade like it's from the '70s, and they did another one in the '80s, and that's the one I want to watch. Um, maybe, but. You and I were talking last week about Douglas Sirk movies, and uh, I feel like I've been a good boy. Like I feel like uh, I feel like you need to give me a, a Douglas Sirk Krispy Kreme as a as a reward. I think you deserve it. Um, <laughs> it's your choice. It's not up to us. It is. It's true. It's my choice, but it's it's, it's off brand, admittedly. Um, let me just let me throw this out when to you, has Mitch. That stopped you. The movie. Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, has a Krispy Kreme Donuts in it. So if you pick it, we could, in fact, be back at it again at Krispy Kreme next week. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I think I want to watch like the most like skewed, like scuffed, offbeat romance of all time. Um, like it's honestly like Gatorbait 2. Gatorbait, no, honestly, <laughs> there's, there's not much romance in that. Like it's uh, you haven't seen Gatorbait 2. You don't know that. No, but I've seen the first one, and there's enough like. Uh, yeah, there's enough of like really bad, bad shit. Um, so the the title in the movie of the movie that I'm gonna pick actually has a lot in common with how I feel about Krispy Kreme. Uh, and the movie that we are going to watch <laughs> next week is Magnificent Obsession by Douglas Sirk. So, could you justify this, please, yes. for our audience who may not know? Um, so it's really not doing me any favors, especially uh, given all the flack I caught, and also like all like the the all the shit I've said about myself, my own taste. But you know, it's a self indulgent. I, mean, I just thing. watched all that heaven allows. It's a wonderful movie, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so Douglas Sirk, kind of like a uh, a maverick of fifties uh, Technicolor. Um, and what a lot of people don't know is that like all of those like landmark movies are actually remakes of movies that were like incredibly successful like 20 years earlier and magnificent obsession is one of those uh remakes they've Uh, been doing this forever they've been doing it forever they've been making other ones forever and right under our nose um and it's which was busy smelling the coffee that you can get while buying donuts at Krispy Kreme. Yeah. So that's that's the rationale. I mean, it is making another one. It's just making another one like a long ass time ago. Cool. Seven Rock years Hudson ago. fans in the chat rise up. Yeah, Rock Hudson. Uh, Jane Wyman. I love her, even though she's Ronald Reagan's first wife. That also means she divorced Ronald Reagan, which is pretty it's fucking true. based. They divorced in in nineteen <laughs> uh, in nineteen forty nine, and I the think only cool like, thing you could yeah. do after marrying Ronald Reagan is divorce Ronald well, Reagan. <laughs> look out, because they were still friends after marriage, and he visited her on the sets. Oh, damn, I hate happy divorces. Damn, yeah, fuck you. I wish your divorce sucked, Ronald. Yeah, you piece of shit. I wish you a very bad. Time. I wish you a terrible divorce. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I wish you an even worse damnation in hell. Ah, uh, yeah. This oh, is a yeah. we respect Krispy Kreme. We do not fucking respect Ronald Reagan. But they're kind of one and the same in a lot of ways. Unfortunately, I mean, economics. in what ways? <laughs> Ronald Reagan's not in Power Rangers at all. No, man. But like Krispy Kreme is like a product of Reaganomics. What does that mean? What do those words mean? <laughs> 
hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm gonna Google it. When, when was Krispy Kreme founded? Uh, 1937. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, when did they like ascend? You could go watch Magnificent Obsession. Oh, which they probably would. I don't know the original. One, I think. And, and then go to that. and then go to Crispus Cremus. Yeah, but it was probably get... just like a mom and pop shop. Oh, I just think you're besmirching the good name of Crisp Cream. Well, I mean, like I'm sure Walmart was at one time like a mom and pop shop, and then like look what Reaganomics did to it. Now it's in every small town, in every big town, in every big town, in every town, and like everywhere you look. Everywhere you and look, small businesses are gasping, cream. are gasping for air. <laughs> What's that song that I was just singing from? Do Anybody it again. Tell me. Do it again. Everywhere you look. What is that? No, yeah, I don't it's know. It's like a TV show theme song. I don't Fuck. know, man. Oh no, you both don't know. Fuck. Hang on. And then we'll ra- full house. <laughs> yeah, we've taken a long time to wrap this. Holy. Yeah, punk. let's get yeah. out of here. Mitch, Magnificent Obsession is next. Anything else you'd like to talk about before you leave? No, honestly, I think I've talked too much. That was plugs. That was my plug pitch. That was me saying plugs. Well, why didn't you say so? (laughs) Is he okay? I think he just got Rita repulsed. Maybe he's got like a gold chain on. And he fucking died? (laughs) (laughs) Liam, do you have anything you want to, you know, talk about? Hello, I'm Russell Oliver, and I buy your new food. If you have gold rings, gold rings, I'll give you cash. If you have diamonds, bring them to me. I'll give you cash. I love gold. Bring me your old gold, and I'll give you cash. Because you guys can find my film writing alter ego Graham the Haunted Marshmallow on Twitter and Letterbox. My username is Graham the Marshmallow. <laughs> you can find you can find my uh, my my uh, Twitter and my Letterbox that Mister Corey. Brown. You can listen to the other podcasts I do, uh, MK Podquest with our friend Neil, mkpodquest.com. Um, we're doing uh, episode commentaries on that original Mortal Kombat Conquest TV series right now. And we've got a huge backlog of episodes of all kinds of other stuff. Um, or you can go to Russell Oliver if you need to sell your golden need cash. Um, uh, thank you all once again for listening uh, to this episode of They Made Another One. Uh, you can find us all over the internet on Twitter. They made another, which is all one word, and on Letterboxd at T-M-A-O. You can find episodes all over every podcast service in the world. Um, if you don't want to use Spotify anymore, you can use Anchor. You can use Apple. You can use Google Podcasts. You can use Good Pods. You can use Stitcher and Breaker and all kinds of shit. As they made another one. You can reach us via email at tmaopodcast at gmail.com with recommendations for future episodes, questions, comments, and your thoughts about whether or not Ronald Reagan had anything to do with Krispy Kreme. Our fantastic thumbnail art is done by Jade Dickinson, who you can find on Instagram at Jade Sketches. And uh, we'll be back at it again at the They Made Another One next week with a Magnificent Obsession on They Made Another One. 